0: Hi guys and welcome back to another talk. This is Unapologetically Raji. Thank you for tuning in and listening. I am Raji Osan and today I have a special lady with me today. This lady has been through issues. She's had situations with her in-law's problems um, and she is going to share her journey with You guys so I'm just gonna give you a little bit of a background what I do so if you don't follow me on Instagram then well you won't know what I do so on Instagram I like to be the voice for ladies who are afraid to speak about their situations that have gone on in life be it marriage in laws relationships um, you know work whatever it is I am the voice and what I said on Instagram was if you have any problems that have gone on in your life and you want to um, release it and let it go let me be that person who does it for you. So um, there's two ways for you to do it you can either write a letter and I will read it on here on the podcast and once you listen you know that is yours and it's a way for you to let go or you can join me on the podcast so um, talk about your journey and again it's a way for you to let it go to release. Um, always remember talking about the situations you know is a good thing to do so I have my first lady on here and I'm so excited for this Um, I'm excited because one she trusts me to be on here and two there's so many of you who also trust me um, to be on here as well you know for you to come on here with me so I'm gonna bring her on remember she is anonymous okay she is anonymous i am not you know going to mention names um i'm not going to mention she's not going to mention who she is it is anonymous so hi how are you doing
1: i'm very well thank you how are you
0: i'm good thank you for joining me on here thank you for um trusting this um space to talk about your journey to talk about you know your life and what you've been through but i um so before you um well before we decided to do this i sent you a message and i'm just telling everybody as well um so what i do is there's probably a lot of things that she wants to talk about but i don't have a lot of time um i'm giving an hour for this okay so i said to her I want you to tell me two situations that really stood out um to you from everything that happened how did it make you feel how did you overcome it and what makes you strong now um and the whole purpose of me doing this again is to help people um release this from them and to make them you know, just let it go, because remember, when you let it go, then you allow light to come in, good stuff to come in, so I'm going to stay quiet, I will probably, you know, ask you a few questions, and I might just say, oh my god, what the hell, you know, but, um, whenever you go silent, then I shall reply with something, but yeah, I'll let you take over now. So tell me two, two situations, tell me the first situation, what do you remember, because um, do you want to explain to them that you are, well, no longer with you, living with your in-laws, it'll give them a better idea first?
1: Okay, so I had a love marriage, um, I left home and got married at a very early age, didn't realise what I was going to get myself into, um, weren't... When I was dating him, it was all hunky-dory, lovey-dovey and everything. Didn't mention anything about what his family members were like. Um, and then, there were times, ta- well, obviously, because um, like I said before, I said I left home and got married. Um, it was a big, massive impact on my family. Um, they literally broke down. And they, they wouldn't be able to think that, Well this has happened. Um, Yes, I did tell my dad about him, but obviously my dad sat me down and he explained that it's not going to happen because we're two different castes. Um, So it's not going to work out because their community is totally different to how we are. Um, So obviously I understood, but then things came to a point where it was all rushed and... um, for me, from my boy side, and everything was going to go well. We were, I was going to get married in that year, in September. Even the boy said yes. And um, I went to India, got my dad and everything, and I came back, and I told my ex-husband, a partner then, that, you know, mum and dad have found a, um, a boy for me, and they want me to get married. And Raji... I swear, down. I do not know what happened, but within split seconds, we were at a registry office.
0: So when you say in that split second, I mean, was it literally, because, I mean, surely you would have had to have gone and, um, you know, make a notice that you're planning on getting married and, you know, you have to make that announcement, don't you, before you can go to the registry office? Yeah,
1: so I don't know what it was. Obviously, when you're young and you're in love, you just can't see anything. Yeah. So, like, love blinds everything. And the one, I will never forget this, and even to this day, I sometimes sit down and think about it, and it it upsets me a lot, is the day I rang home and told mum that I'm not coming back because I'm married. I remember that night clearly, and because I was my, I was dad's favourite, so I was like I was his apple of his eye, and when obviously um, he came home and he didn't see me, who said he said to mum, he goes, where is she? Um, and then mum told him, dad broke down, and at that point. Like I said, when you're in, when you're young and you're in love, you can't see nothing beyond anything, and it was heartbreaking because he was out there looking on the streets for me, where I was like, even though I was in the same town, it's like I was I felt as though I was far away from him, but it wasn't. Um, a lot happened. Then my siblings, they'd come, they'd. They found me where I was, took me back home,
0: and no word of a lie. It was like World War Three. Oh my God! My
1: granddad, was, my granddad was alive at that time, and he was here. And my the rista that my boa had, the, uh, boa had arranged. We had to. They had to somehow tell them, and it's like six hours solid, non-stop arguments
0: but, but at that, but at that time, when you did get married to your ex-husband um and you came home, did you like were you regretting that you got married to your ex-husband then, or were you in a situation where, like you said, love is blind, so you know you were happy happy, happily married to him, and you wanted to be with him, and then things just I mean- turned out sour then, as you stayed with him
1: I think at that point I, I wasn't thinking anything at all you know when this? There, I think there's a saying there when you know when a person's normal they can see tears in their parents eyes they can't they can't stand it they break down themselves and they yeah. can't handle seeing their parents cry I went beyond that it felt as though as if something had been done on me. I don't know at that time what it was, but I felt as though something was controlling me to basically take me away from my family.
0: Right, so this handle. is something that I'm going to be talking about in another talk. Um, oh. I don't know if you guys believe it. Black magic. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I feel like we need a... Uh, suspense music you know but black magic is something that you know a lot of people believe in a lot of people do not believe in but if you're listening to this i would love to know your thoughts what you think um but yeah that is something i will talk about in another talk but yeah sorry i'll let you carry on
1: and then what happened was all the, all the arguments happened, and I was just like, I just went numb and silent. I didn't, I not know what I was doing. I really didn't know what I was doing. And then they had to do my, they had to do the llama because they couldn't hold me in the house for too long. Yeah. So they did my llama, and when that happened, it was like I was literally just kicked out the house. Yeah, you know, like you know, like when you play football and you kick a football.
0: Yeah,
1: and they, they, they kick the ball so far. That's how I felt.
0: Oh my god! And
1: then I, when I went to his house, now this is this is where it's gonna get very interesting. I didn't know what I had in store for me.
0: Okay, so first of all, I just want to ask you: when you said you you kicked like a ball, so do you mean then your family just had nothing to do with you? They disowned me there and then. Oh my god! So you going through problems with then your in laws or husband? I'm guessing your families weren't. They weren't around to help, so you was just you were just by yourself then, like. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm so. Promised. Oh my god! So when you um, met your ex-husband at that time, um, did you, did you only just know him? You didn't know the family. Yeah, I
1: just knew him, not his family.
0: Yeah. It's a shame, really, because in this day and age now,
1: when a boy and girl go out and like things get serious and like they want to develop, like get married, they get they get to meet everyone, see how they are as a family. But with me, it was a total different situation. Talk. Yeah,
0: I've got to say though, like, okay, I've been married um nearly eight years, and I only knew my husband. You know, I think a lot of couples only know their husbands unless yeah they've been, you know, dating for a long time. Then maybe yeah they do they get that chance. But so then what happened then? So once you got married, um, you know what what's out of everything that's gone on? You know, cause you know I don't have a long time you know <laughs> I know a lot of people probably won't want me to be on here for like two three hours and I can't I've got a little girl remember so what so stood out to you then
1: put the long story short um where I was treated like a princess at home I was treated like a slave here constant cleaning waking up early I remember I woke up at 11 o'clock at one time and his dad had turned around and said to me, he goes, our, our daughter-in-laws do not wake up at 11 o'clock. Uh, they wake up at six and they get up and they clean the whole house. And oh really, You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I used to clean. I'd clean every day. But what his dad would used to do, my ex-father-in-law, he would literally go into every single room, touch the you know, like the windowsill or the fireplace?
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, if the cleaning wasn't to his standard, he'd make me clean the house again.
0: Oh my God! Did he ever clean himself? <laughs> Did he ever clean? Did he ever Hoover? Um,
1: <laughs> and then another thing was, they they eat different types of meat, and in the up until now, I still don't even touch chicken. I don't touch chicken. Yeah. I had to touch all sorts of meat, and it was literally horrible. Especially fish. I can't stand the smell of fish. They made yeah. me do that, and it was horrible. There's there, you know obviously I'm writing a book about it, and everything's going to be in that book.
0: So I'm not are you wanting to share your journey it. then with the world? Share your. I'm going to share
1: the journey, yeah. Um, but I'm not rushing it. I'm going to take time on it. The second, the second issue that I had was I was treated different because when his younger brother had got married to a white girl, yeah. and everything was totally different. It's like when everyone, like all if his sisters would come round, they all be with her. I'll give you one example, when his younger brother got married, I ran the wedding on my little finger. I was abused, I I was insulted, I was accused of taking things, I didn't even get to see my kids during the wedding. I was literally running around like a headless chicken. Oh my God.
0: And what was everyone Uh, else doing then? Like, you know, um, whoever else was in your family, the in-laws, what were they doing?
1: During the wedding,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they will that enjoy themselves. Like how we have our weddings, we all help each other out. Or oh, someone's going to do this, or you do that. You yeah. know, um, we all had like we have, we all we all get together and help out. But with me, because I'm I was Indian, yeah, I had to do everything on my own.
0: So why do you think that you was treated differently then? Because you said like at home you're treated like a treated like a princess. And then your in-laws like a slave. And then, you know, another lady comes in that's not Sikh. um, And you were just treated different. So why do you think that is? Like, if you look back at it now, what makes you think that? Or do you not know? Because I know a lot of women, they just don't know why they were treated differently. I
1: don't know why. I just totally don't know why. Maybe because I was the eldest daughter in law. And I had to have all the responsibilities on my head. Um, Whereas when I used to be at home, I'd work, you know, I'd come home, Dad would turn around, Mum would say, like, oh, wash the dishes, Dad would turn around and say, you know, she's done a hard shift at thinking, let her rest. So, do you understand where I'm coming from? There's a difference?
0: Well, see, this is the thing, though, isn't it Family's your family, isn't it? Say if I go home now, my mum ain't gonna say to me, like, you know, uh, I'm not gonna have to say to my mum, like, you know, what do you want to drink, do you want this or this, that? You know, my mum will just go and make the tea for me. You know, and my dad will say, oh, you know, do you want this? Shall I buy it for you? You know, and I'm, right, okay, dad. And obviously, in-laws don't do that, do they? In-laws are um, totally different, you know, like they say. So I had a conversation with, um, sorry, if you listen to one of my other podcasts, I was reading a story out, I think it was my last talk that I did, and I was reading a story out, and the girl well the lady sorry had actually written in the letter saying I genuinely thought I was going to be a daughter but I was a daughter-in-law and I feel like those words are so powerful a lot of us think that you know a lot of ladies think that they're going to be a daughter in the house but they're not it's a daughter-in-law. You know, you go home and your family will treat you like an absolute princess. Even if you're 50, you know, your mum and hey. mum and dad will treat you like a princess. But in laws, they always say,
1: yeah, no matter how old you get, you'll still be your parents' babies.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. But I do want to make it clear as well. When I say in-laws, okay, I don't refer to, I don't mean ev- absolute every single in-law out there. I do understand there are in-laws out there who get on really nice with their daughter-in-laws, you know, I do know of some and it's beautiful to yeah. see. But yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll let you um carry on with your talk. So you're talking about um she it's so funny, we can actually see each other while she's talking. She she just looks at me saying, Where was I? What was I just saying? So I'd asked you, um, and it, it's nice that you can actually have a laugh about it now though, because the thing is a lot of women um when they've got this, they cry a lot and it's hard for them to let go. Um, and I know you've left now and it's been a while since you've left. Um And I feel like as much as it's there and it does hurt you, it's good to see that you can smile and you can talk about it, you know. Well,
1: well, put it this way, I was with him for eight years. I suffered domestic violence, mental torture. Not physically, but it was all those verbal abuse, which is worse than physical violence because it it, it, it basically scars you for life. Mm. There are certain... There are certain times where I'll wake up in the night time and I'll just I'll just burst out in tears. And I suffered depression. I suffered depression quite a lot. Uh, at one point I didn't want to live, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but there was, at that point I had three people who were back born at that time. I'm not going to mention their names, but um, them three people, where I am today, Because of those three people, I'm standing more confident now. I'm I'm more independent. I don't stay quiet. I think what one thing about me was, when someone would say something, I'd take it all in. I won't say anything, so it'll keep on bottling up. And then when when it comes to the point where enough is enough, I'd basically erupt like a
0: volcano. Yeah. See, this is the thing. A lot of women do that. They stay quiet. And they don't speak and the thing is fair enough i understand you feel like okay you don't want to disrespect your in-laws and a lot of women probably expect their husbands to speak up for them you know they probably expect that but there comes a point where you kind of think oh my god what the hell like i have feelings i'm human you know i've got blood i bleed and this hurts you know but i want to ask you though like some with all the things that have gone on right how did it make you feel like okay i feel like i shouldn't ask you that because you know you know you are here where you are now you know but um I'm, I'm gonna ask you it anyway so how did it make you feel when you were going through all of those things and knowing that you didn't even have family there i know you just said you had three people who were your backbone and you know support but And during that time when you were going through it, like, what do you wish you could have said to them? i was to be honest with you. Right. Sorry, guys. I'm going to have to just pause it here because somebody is at my door and my little girl is actually sleeping. So um, I'll be back. Okay guys, I am back, and um, I actually thought that I'd have to stop this, but no, it's not my mum who's come, it's actually my mother-in-law, speaking of in-laws, eh? So um, I am back, I've got the beautiful lady back, and um, yeah, so I'm not too sure what we were just talking about, Um, but how did you actually overcome everything then? You know, because it got to a breaking point for you, didn't it? Like, you kind of felt like as if. What am I doing? Um, and you guys might be thinking, how does Reggie know so much? So what I like to do is I like to find out bits and bits, um about the situation, what's going on before I do the talks. Um, and obviously, it's up to the ladies then who join if they want to totally share it or not share it. Um, but yeah, so it got to you, kind of got to a breaking point, didn't
1: you? Yeah, I got to a breaking point, and um, I felt as though my life was at risk.
0: Oh my god! What made you think that though? Like, okay, I think I'm getting a bit too personal here now. No, no, what no, no, no. You know what? I, you know what? I'd
1: rather, I'd rather people hear it because then they'd understand. the re- The reason why I thought that my life was in danger because I'd overheard a conversation with my ex father in law and his daughter, and she'd said, um, "This they had it on loudspeak. speak. They had it on loud speak on the phone." Yeah. <laughs> to him that look dad you know she's someone else's daughter she goes if you're going to treat her she goes look at us she goes we've got mother-in-laws as well she goes it's going to come back on us yeah and, she, and he, she said that he goes um she goes and then she said she goes dad what if she left with the kids i have two kids right. i have a boy and girl they've grown up now and they've been absolute. Brainwashed. So it's like, for me, for them, I'm dead for them. But it's like I'm living like I'm walking like a living corpse. But I'm dead from inside. But I can't exp- I can't explain how I'm feeling. Yeah, um, what I'm feeling. Others out there, like there was one topic you did about judging judging people. Yeah, a lot of people judge me, but it, it's come to a point now. That it's come to a point now where I'm thinking, sod you all. I'm not really bothered. You weren't there for me when I was going through a hard time. When I needed my family, no one came forward. And all of a sudden, because I'm tr- st- I'm basically standing on my own two feet, I'm living my life how I want to live it now. They're all judging. But, um, yeah, she turned around and said, um, his sister, what she leaves with the kids? And Raji." Even now, when I think of it, my whole body shakes. Mm. These were his exact words. And I don't know if you will understand Punjabi, any of you all. But how I say it, I say, His words came out, if she ever left with my grandkids, he goes, I'd find her. And in front of both of my grandchildren, I'll chop her into pieces.
0: Oh my God!
1: He said, "I he goes, I wouldn't care. I goes, I wouldn't even bother going inside for life." And Reggie, that's when mm. I thought, do you know what? My life is in some sort of danger. They tried to make. They're basically what their main aim was, because they'd, that community that I was married into, they do a lot of black magic, and like you said, we'll pick
0: up on that topic on another day. Yeah. Oh, are you willing to, 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 willing to talk, talk about it with me? Obviously. What
1: was I saying?
0: So, Black Magic, you know, you don't know if they'd done anything or you don't know what they were about. And he said that he was going to um, chop you up into pieces in front of the kids. Yeah. And
1: wanted was
0: they wanted to take my kids away from me they're, see, they're uh, so go on. yeah sorry uh, i was just gonna say see now i'm a new mom and um god i apologize about this guys i have got my phone on airplane mode and i have no idea why this is happening but um i'm just gonna have to quickly message my sister and tower Stop texting me um but yeah this is the thing um Sorry guys, let me just send this, unprofessional, right? Um, Don't text me sister, I am recording a podcast, so if you hear this... Okay, so, um, now that I've become a mum recently, I can relate, okay, I can relate in the sense of um, feeling like you feel lost without your children you know, child. Um, but to hear that grandparents can even say that is shocking. Very, very, very shocking. Um, I've had stories from ladies telling me that, you know, the grandparents are taking um, control um, and they are, you know, wanting the grandkids to call them mom and dad. But this, this, I've never heard. This, oh my god, you should have just reported him to be honest. But do you know what it is,
1: Waji? Because they had taken my confidence away from me. They took my, They took everything away from me.
0: So you felt so low you couldn't do anything? I couldn't do anything. Mm. Oh my God. And
1: I just wish I had a magic wand where I can just go back to that time I left yeah. and just grabbed both my kids because I was that scared and frightened of what was going to happen to me yeah. I left my kids with them. Don't get me wrong, they're being looked after very well. Um, But I just wish... Obviously, my son, I know he can look after himself, but my daughter, I really miss her a lot and I do worry about her. I might not show it uh, on top, but I know how I'm feeling and how worried I am for her from the inside. I just wish I just wish I could just, you know, like, because they've blocked me from all social platforms, WhatsApp, Instagram, Snapchat, and it's like, there's not even email. They've blocked me via email, and it's like, there's no way I can reach out to them both. So I just think to myself, you know what? He's watching. When it's the right time, he will basically bring them in front of me. And maybe what I think, what will happen is when they go to university, I think that's the one they'll get in touch with me.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, um, for anyone who does listen, you know, and you want me to pass on a message um, to this lady and you feel like, you know, you want to give her a bit of advice or guidance or help or just love, then tell me and I'll pass it on. But I just feel like, yeah, I mean, if that's what your gut feeling is telling you that when they go to um, college or university or, you know, whatever it is, what what they further, you know, study, if you feel like that and you feel like, okay, yeah, they're going to come to me then that's your gut feeling you know that's what you feel and if that's what you feel then that is what will happen you know because I'm a strong believer that your gut doesn't tell you wrong your gut tells you right you know
1: but, um you were saying obviously we'll go back to you saying like how did you become like so strong and everything yes I suffered depression I d- it, it-, it- I I battled it on my own. How the hell I battled it, I do not know. How I'm keeping myself sane without seeing my kids on a day to day basis, not even hearing their voices. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I spoke to my daughter.
0: Oh my god. How long has it been since um, you've left? It's been
1: uh, nine years.
0: Wow. So, in the nine years, how many times have you spoken Lynn, to, Like, how many times has your daughter reached out to you, or you've reached out to your daughter? Well, the kids were coming to see me over the weekends, which I was happy with because at first they didn't want to have, they didn't want the kids to have nothing to do with me. Then we had to go through mediation uh, with the calf with
1: the um, with the school, and then the kids started coming round, and I felt a bit more at ease because I could see both of them. I picked them up from school on Friday spend the whole weekend with them then Monday take them to school then gradually, gradually my son stopped coming Right but then my daughter would come on the weekend and there, there was not there was a time where obviously um, I was going to go abroad with my mum to a wedding and my dad had said to my ex-husband that, you know, like, you know can, can they take your daughter can they take her um, as in my daughter um, because, you know, she could do with um, she could do with um a different scenery, yeah, and that was back in 2017. Reggie, I swear down, I've not seen her since then. She oh stopped coming god. around. Oh my god, I do get a picture, I do have pictures of her how she is now, yeah. And you know, what? beautiful girl, um, you know, like I've shown you a picture of her, she's like papa grown, she's like,
0: yeah, I've got to say, guys, she's
1: really she now, it's like, wow, but. You know, my ears are just my ears are wanting to hear her voice to see how her voice sounds, yeah. how she is now how she can speak. She's going through that phase where she's grown into a woman. yeah and where it should have been me there to find out when she came on a menstrual cycle yeah. I was told three months after when she started yeah. and that literally broke me that did because yeah. it will do for any mother. You know, yeah. any mother who has a daughter—it's like when I, when I—I I was 11 years old when I came on, and my mom was there, and my—I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I really didn't know what to do. Mum was there. She told me, look, "Look, you're stepping into a woman now." She goes, "Just take it easy." I wanted to do that,
0: but no. Yeah. Oh my god. See, the problem is, yeah,
1: they will accept their mistake. Yeah. They've picked up faults in me, they've put all the blame on me, but they won't accept what they've done, yeah. and they won't do that, because you know what's coming in their way? Their ego and pride, and you know me, but G, I can't stand people who've got ego and pride. Yeah, I take, I would rather take ten steps back here and distance myself from that person who's got ego and pride. I
0: don't like it. You know what, right? I am... Okay, so you guys who are listening in, right? Tell me if you... Tell me if you actually feel this too. So when this lady who has joined me today... Again, thank you so much. When she started out talking... To her starting... Sorry, to her talking now. Can you guys tell that she actually feels... Or she sounds a lot lighter? That she's sounding like she'd let things go. Again, this is my reason. This is my purpose of doing it. Um, from when she first started to talk to now, I feel like she sounds a lot um, like co- more confident to speak up, but also sounds as if she's letting it go. Um, so you tell me now, because I've got um, 10 minutes left. Um, so tell me then, how did you... Get strong. Then, how did you overcome it? Because, you know, maybe I can have you back on another time as well to further talk <coughs> if you choose to. But, um, like, what did you do then to overcome it? You know, like, to, what have you done to make you feel better? To to make you feel stronger? To make you feel confident? And okay,
1: if it would have been somebody else, they would have gone the wrong. They would have gone down the wrong way. They would have gone the wrong path. What I did was I start. I got myself a job. Started working hard. I'd go home, I'd go to work, and come home. Uh, you know me, I'm not an outgoing person. Um, one specific person I used to meet up with, a baby, twice a month, and I'd chill five, six hours with her. And that's it. Um, but apart from that, I'm more of a homely girl. Um, but I think why I'm strong now, and I've got the confidence in myself, and I'm more vigilant, and more alert, and more independent is when I made the decision to move away from the area that I was in.
0: So you're in a whole different (coughs) town city now? Yeah. (coughs) Right. And did you feel like you um, had to do that because of (coughs) them?
1: You know what, I'm going to be honest with you, it came to a point where if I didn't move from that place, yeah, I would Uh, I would have topped myself I know that's a harsh word but because it was it it was like every single day I'd wake up I'd wake up to bad memories and I thought I said to my mum I said mum I can't do this no more I said I need to go I said I need to get away from here. I said if I don't get if I don't pull if I don't pull myself away now I'm never going to do it I'm going to stay in this I'm going to stay stuck in the same rut for the rest of my life I said I don't want that I said I want to go out there I want to basically Live my life. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm I'm gonna be 41 this year. I've just started to see life now. I'm starting to enjoy life now.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And maybe that's the reason why it's like even, like during lockdown, you I found out who I found out people's true colours, family members, everyone. I know who stood by me. I know who hasn't stood by me. Yeah. So, in order for you, in order for me to basic, in order for a person to basically um put put the barriers of past on the ground is to become a bit selfish.
0: Yeah. And I've had
1: to do that. I've had to become selfish. The people who I'd lay my life down for, I don't speak to them now. Yeah. I really don't. Because there's no point, because if they can't be there in your bad times, but they'll be there in your good times, what's the point? There
0: isn't. Yeah, I mean, that's true, isn't it? Like, people expect you to be there regardless, you know, Um, and talk to them regardless of how they treat you, and, you know, a lot of people don't respect people, but they expect you to be there, you know, and you can't be, at the end of the day, you've got this one life, and I am a full believer of you need to live your life how you want to live it, you know? Any people want to disrespect you, let them, but, you know, they're just out of your circle now, you know. They mean nothing to you, and whatever mean anything to you. But, um, I just want to say, I'm going to wrap it up here, though. Um, but before I do, I want to ask you, though, if you've got any message that you would like to share with the listeners, what message is it? You know, like... Do, do you want them to be aware of anything? Do you want to share love to them? Like, what would you like to share with them? And if you don't want to, that's fine. You know, because I know it's um on the spot question, isn't it? You know, I should have I should have actually pre warned you about it. But no, it's okay.
1: Um, whoever will listen to this podcast, um, thank you. But I will say one thing. Um, this is going out to the women who are in a relationship and they're going through something similar that I've gone through or they're hearing like insults and, and other things, don't be quiet, stand up for your right, because you wasn't born and put on this earth to be treated like shit. Mm. I
0: want you know? I, I I to say it to you, know? preach! preach preach <laughs> preach <laughs> no
1: one's a punch bag for nobody and trust me I learned the hard way that's why now when people look at me they say you know what you're a tough cookie why because I say how it is now whether they like it or not whether it's family members or it's on my dad's side or from my mum's side I will just say it how it is because I don't give it I don't give two damn no more
0: yeah yeah Now that's really good i mean yeah you know at the end of the day we all do need to speak up for ourselves and if you do struggle with speaking up then i would highly recommend doing throat chakra meditation um that will definitely help but listen thank you so much for joining me on my podcast i mean you're the first lady to join me i'm so excited so happy so thankful and i appreciate it so much um And if you do want to be on again, you know, another time, just drop me a message. Let me know. Um, But guys, thank you so much for listening. If you've listened right till the end, do follow me on Instagram and tell me your thoughts on this talk. If you'd like to be on the podcast as well, please message me. Let me know. But again, Madam, Lady. You know, it's really hard. I don't know what to call the ladies because I'm keeping them anonymous, right? But thank you again for joining me. I appreciate it so much.
1: That's fine, no worries. All right, you take care. And I'll speak to you soon. Take care, bye. bye.